Here we go. Episode 81 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm Michael Merlo. I'm joined as always by John Michael Masiri. JM, how are you on this very fine, crisp Friday afternoon? Yeah, emphasis on crisp. Um, I'm I'm doing good. Getting in the Christmas mood, finishing up my list, hoping to see Santa come down my chimney without any coal in his hand. You you made a list? I did make a list, yeah. I actually okay, so <laughs> You wrote out a list. I didn't write a list on paper, but um, you there's, this up? App, this is app that my uh, my roommate showed me. It's called Giftful, and you literally, let's say you want a whatever, uh, a shirt from Nike. You go on Nike's website, look up the shirt, then you copy the link, put it on this Giftful app, and it ad- automatically adds it to your list. And you can share this list with other people, people who will be buying it for you. And then you claim <laughs> you claim the gift if you're buying it for the person, but the person who's asking for it doesn't see that somebody claimed it. So they still don't know that it's being bought for them. It's pretty That's, genius. I mean, it's a good idea and they should sponsor us at this point, but that's nuts. That That's pretty cool. That That's nuts. Mm-hmm. All right, so so your parents got this. Their parent, your parents got the app, and they you put things in my, there. For my my mother specifically asked me, "Do you want anything for like? What do you want for Christmas?" Got the app, shared it with her. She's all signed <laughs> up. I said, "Share it with your friends." And there you go. You're you're like the number one spokesperson. Okay. Speaking of speaking of spokespeople, did you see this news about Drew Brees this morning? What, the lightning strike or whatever? Yes, that Drew Brees got struck by lightning. So he is partnered with PointsBet, which is a uh, sports book. And they took Drew Brees to Venezuela. And this is one of the more, um, this is where lightning strikes the most in, in like the world. One of the places where lightning strikes the most in the world. And they're promoting this lightning live bet or whatever. So they had, they went to this place, they shot the promo, there's lightning everywhere. And they did like a promo where he gets struck by lightning and people saw this and they thought it was real. And they saw like where they were and they announced where they were and they thought he actually got struck by lightning. And they had to release statements this morning saying that Drew Brees is alive and that he wasn't struck by lightning. And it's this promo for lightning fast live bets on points bet. So the moral of the story is, Great job, points bet, because it was a stupid idea, but the world is talking about you today. So good yeah. job, points bet. I saw the video. I was like, there's no way this is real. It was it's very good editing, but yeah, no way. But yeah, you're right. They, they, they always say no publicity, uh bad no publicity is bad publicity. So say yeah. that five times fast. But uh yeah. Good good for points bet. Good for that. Uh, not good for the New England Patriots last night, though, as they did lose so. to the Buffalo Bills in New England last night, 24 to 10. This was a gross game. I think I watched half of it. I did see Mac Jones screaming at most likely yeah. Matt Patricia. Yeah. You know, I think Mac Jones has shown you're going to disagree with me. I think Mac Jones has showed enough that where he can be a quarterback in this league that is a starter and you can win with him with a good team around him. He could be a Jimmy G, a Kirk Cousins in this league. I have no doubt about that. But we've talked about it. The people calling plays for him, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, the offensive line and the lack of weapons is a problem. I mean, I said it in the beginning of the season and I'm going to continue to stick by it. I really think Mac Jones peaked in his rookie season, and I, I, I'm sure, sure, maybe you know the the play calling has to do with it, the people around him has to do with it, but I really don't see this guy uh, eclipsing a top fifteen spot in the league in terms of quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I mean, New England's obviously all those guys you just listed, they've been with Belichick before. It's kind of it's kind of funny the way the Belichick coaching tree works, like. They just send these guys out like he's their children. He sends them out. They get their feet wet a little. Then they get fired, and they come right back to daddy, a.k.a. Bill Belichick. Um, and it, it, it hasn't seemed to be working. Obviously, Mac Jones was upset, like you said, at somebody. It looked like it was Patricia saying, stop running the effing ball. Um, yeah. I think it was the short game sucks. 
Right. The, the, yeah, something like that. Throw and the effing ball. Throw the effing ball. Effing yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Patriots, listen. If I see one more Tom Brady rumor to the Patriots, I think I might throw up. But oh, um, God. this is just about the team that we thought they were, honestly. like It's another year of them being – they're worse than last year, but it's another year of them being a mediocre at best roster that is overachieving a little because of their coaching and system and everything like that. And now they're starting to fall back down to earth. I think this team ends up finishing last – um, they probably end up with eight, nine wins. I don't know if you've seen their schedule. It's brutal. Yeah. It, it is not going to get much easier for them. Um, same thing with your giants, which I'd love to talk about in a little bit, but, um, it's not, it's not looking good for new England, but here's, here's my problem. And they are a possibly bad call getting reversed away from beating Minnesota and being seven and four and going into this, this game, feeling stuff is all differently yeah i get that i think new england is better than i thought they were going to be because i was very down on them coming into the year they've been they've exceeded my expectations i mean they're they have two wins against one team not to rag on your jets against the jets and zach wilson how great are they are you know i don't know i think they're better than i expected but from what you said, their schedule's brutal. The AFC is brutal this year. It's not going to be easy to make the playoffs. They're probably done. And it's funny because, again, they were a win away on Thanksgiving from being serious contenders in this. And, and, and last week, this week's game that they lost could have been for, you know, first place or something like that. I, I think they're pretty much a definition of like a, a, a mid team. Like they they play very well against the bad teams. And when they play really good teams, they kind of get their asses kicked. So, um, now in regards to the defense, I think that's been the bright spot for them this year. The surprise, right? You got Jack Jones and Jonathan Jones and, you know, guys all around. Obviously, Judon's having a great year. But I think this defense is a little better than everybody would have expected. And that's what's kept them so relevant because the offense is still mediocre at best. What a find. Um, what a you know, Judon was a good player in Baltimore, but he's been a beast yeah. over there. He's been mm-hmm. so disruptive. And you can always you know always know where he is. Those red those red uh, long sleeves. Yep. You always know where Judon those jerseys, by the way, last night were hot. Yeah, those are nice. Those, those are nice. hot jerseys. Mm-hmm. And just to go on to the other side quickly, uh, you know, the Bills, they they keep winning. And this is two in a row after a little Little uh slide they had in the middle of the year. Josh Allen is <laughs> on freaking believe. I bet against them last night, of course. Burns burns you. That play that he made going to the sideline, and it, it looked like he's just gonna get run out. They're gonna run out, run out of bounds, they're gonna kick a field goal. He finds Gabe Davis. I mean, those are the plays that make you just say, like, what like this guy is different. Right, right. Very similar to the play he had against them last year. I don't know if you saw those clips side by side. But I also saw a, the one uh, Burrow had too against the Raiders in the at, in the first yeah, round of the playoffs yeah. last year. Is that the same play where they blew the whistle earlier? Yeah, that was that yeah. was the weird weird play. That the was touchdown really to weird. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, that was a very weird play. Um, I, I the Bills they looked great yesterday. I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC. That's not really knocking the Bills. I think the Bills are right there. Um, they were obviously the they were my Super Bowl pick. I think they were your Super Bowl pick, too, in uh, the offseason. Did you pick them to win it all? Did I? Or did you pick the Chargers? You picked somebody. I picked the Chargers. I had you them did? against the 49ers, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had. I think I had Bills over Niners. We, post, we so. posted this on Instagram, right? No, I don't think so. We didn't. Yeah, no. I got to look. I got to go look at what I had. But I have it in my notes somewhere. Anyways, um, yeah, you know what I, I, I do want to say Chiefs the team to beat. I do want to say this about the Chiefs. I love how everybody counted them out. And right. listen, I thought they win. The, I had the Chargers. I was a big fan of the Chargers, but I didn't think the Chargers would win the division. I had the Chiefs as the division winner. I'm almost positive of that. I was actually the opposite. I had the Chargers winning the division, but it was like Chargers. I had 12 and five and the Chiefs. I had 11 and six, something like that. Right. 
they just it was not it's not surprising to me that they were able to just okay you know what we're going to regroup they get they added a couple of more wide receivers to replace Tyree Kill Travis Kelsey is obviously a man amongst boys they are the best team he's, in the AFC he's and the greatest he's the greatest tight end of all time is he yeah he is and a lot of people I see are um, hesitant to say he's better than Gronk. I think he's definitely better than Gronk. There's there's like some numbers. I saw what you saw. There are some – well, other people saw. There are these like crazy numbers that Gronk have, like less catches, more touchdowns, whatever. And I agree. I think when you watch them, it's like you could just tell from the eye test that uh, Kelsey is better than Gronk. Yeah. He just – he, he just like – broke Jalen Ramsey's ankles for a touchdown last week. He's a tight end and he's getting guarded by, you know, the best corner in the NFL over the last five years. He's like not a tight end. Like that's the scary part. He plays, he's as big as a tight end and he plays a position. I don't even think he's a terrible blocker. No. And he's that dangerous. Mm -hmm. Trying to look, trying to look for my predictions and I, and I can't. That's funny. You have to go back and listen to the entire episode and see where I had the Chiefs <laughs> and the Chargers and how far I had the Chiefs going in the playoffs. That'll be fun. Anyway, uh, we were done with the Bills. Let's talk about your New York Jets because I've been having these weird thoughts about the Jets all day. And don't call me crazy. Well, you can call me crazy if you want. I don't really care. Okay. But, you know, we saw Mike White do what he had to do against a really bad Bills team and a Bears team, excuse me, in really bad weather. Right. And and I think that on top of everything is the most impressive part that it was pouring rain and windy at the most ugly stadium in football that our two teams just happen to share. But Mike White comes and and we say this and does everything that Zach Wilson doesn't do. And that's make the easy plays, get the playmakers involved and just move the ball downfield. And occasionally he'll have that big throw and, you know, down down the field and they score a touchdown, whatever. If he's able to do this, right, and the playmakers, which are good, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Mm -hmm. running backs, good enough, right? If he's able to do this and they're able to score some points and you have an elite-level defense, what is stopping the New York Jets from making that, you know, Joe Burrow – Cincinnati Bengals type run last year or anybody any type of Super Bowl run or playoff run you've seen the the Mark Sanchez Jets defense runs of 2010 and 11 what is stopping this team from doing that same exact thing right well you know the 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 old cliche is defense wins championships and um that is true in a sense but obviously you need to be able to score the ball and the Jets hadn't been able to do that the last couple of weeks with Zach Wilson because of what you were saying. He wasn't able to make the easy throws and take what the defense gave him and move the ball down the field. Now, Mike White, I want to I want to get something out of the way here. Like Mike White, obviously, nobody's anointing him as the savior of the Jets. Well, don't saying, say don't say nobody. Don't say, say nobody. Okay, yeah. <laughs> nobody with an IQ over eighty is saying Mike White is the savior of the Jets. All that stuff, right? Obviously, anything's on the table. He's a young guy. Who knows what's going to happen down the road? But if you just looked at that game that he played on Sunday and looked at the games he played last year before the injury, right? And you had no idea who he was, and you just watched him and Zach Wilson. You had no idea where they were drafted, what school they came from, whatever. You would obviously say Mike White is the better player. Mike White's the guy. And you would probably say, if you're a Jet fan for 10 years or however long you've watched them the last 10 years, you'd say, wow, it looks like the Jets might have actually found their quarterback that they've been looking for for so long. You know, what would they take this kid? Top 15, top 10, whatever. Right. Take, I love- put, put aside that he was a fifth-round pick, came from Dallas, practice squad, and whatever, blah, blah, blah. He made. He's making some nice throws. He's he's got good footwork. He's got just good mechanics. He throws an accurate ball. He's not going to go out there and be a Pat Mahomes, or Josh Allen, run around the field, make all these plays for you. But he'll keep your defense from coming on the field every th- three downs, or like Zach Wilson did, freaking like eight three and outs in a row. Um, and he's going to take what the defense gives you. And he's even shown that he could throw the ball downfield. I mean, we saw it last week, couple. There was a 50-yard touchdown. It was a 
thirty yard touchdown. He could he could air it out. I love the Jeff fans that do act like he's a savior. And listen, you you haven't had a franchise quarterback in a very long time, if ever. You want to have hope that this guy is the guy. Mike White could suck this week, and you know we're gonna be oh, well, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna be the quarterback? We don't know. We hope he doesn't, but that could happen. It's just, it's interesting, man. The Jeff fans have this hope that it is possible that this guy is, you know, who we can be. And listen, there I we did that quarterback ranking thing. There aren't very, there aren't a ton of really good quarterbacks. No. It's like a list of like, okay, here are the elite guys, and then here's everybody else. And it's like a bunch of Kirk Cousins, basically. It's really weird how that happened, though, because it seemed like this time last year, we were probably saying the opposite. We were saying, wow, this league is filled with so many great quarterbacks. Yeah. But think about the guys who are having really down years. I mean, defense is up this year. There's no doubt. Think about guys who are having down years compared to years past. You know, you got obviously the obvious ones, Russell Wilson. Uh, Stafford's been hurt, but when he was on the field, he was awful. Um Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah, exactly. Guys that, like, they're just – even Tyler Murray's not playing that well. Even Justin Herbert is not playing to the expectations that we had for him. Granted, he's, they've had a lot of injuries on offense yeah. and around the whole team. But, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a down year for quarterbacks. A lot. The run game seems like it's back. There's numbers to back that up. The yeah. teams are running the ball a lot more, which is a good thing. I, I, I like running the ball. That, that's a fun. That's, that's, fun. that's why I think, you know, everybody wants to stay ahead of the curve and find the next best thing and whatever. And, you know, and it, it, now the thing is you got to have a quarterback who can run around and, and make plays on his feet and do whatever. Or, uh, you know, you don't worry about getting running backs. You have to you have to have these flashy number one receivers, whatever. That's why I just think at the end of the day, the game changes so much. It just it just comes down to having a good roster wherever you can find talent. Like just just load your roster with talent. Whether you want to have you know a loaded running back room and have no good receivers or vice versa, I think it just comes down to good coaching and good talent. It doesn't matter what style you play and whatever. I had something to say about Mike White, and it just completely lost my mind, and it's bothering the hell out of me. So if I remember it. I'll say it, but I, um, it's not coming back to me. I still think, obviously, you know, the plan is they're going to look for another quarterback next year. I mean, I hope that they don't – they might say they still have expectations for Zach and they want to get him the right way and whatever, but to me, I mean, you're in, you're in a win-now mode now. You got a young roster that's not making a lot of money. You got some decent cap space. Why don't you just go out there and get a proven quarterback and stop trying to – make a really bad quarterback into a good quarterback. You jogged my memory. His teammates love him. I mean, love the guy. Mm. And if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, then I don't know what will. Zach Wilson was not a captain on his college team. This should have been red flag number one. Um, He just... Let's let's face the truth about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson had a good junior year a very good junior year covid season in college in a in a cushy schedule had a really nice pro day got some draft hype from what from that and whatever else from film junkies and whatnot and he got picked with with a top two pick do i think he's a top two talent hell no i think if he stayed another year he might have been a freaking fifth round pick a lot of people were fooled, and it's not just Joe Douglas and, and, and the Jets scout, scouting department. Many people were fooled. It's just an all-time miss because of the players, not even quarterbacks. Like, just take quarterbacks out of it for, for a second. The players that went after him, it, it's an all-time miss. Mm-hmm. So, But look where the Jets are right now. They're competing for a playoff, and I think they're going to win the game outright in Minnesota on Sunday. I'm be. leaning towards You that. know, Minnesota has a very bad pass defense. Yes, they do not. Although Patrick Peterson is having a very nice season, but their their defense in general is not good. And you could kind of throw all over these guys. They are the luckiest team, according to every metric you look at mm-hmm. in the NFL. They're the luckiest team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So they shouldn't be nine and two. They find ways to win. Good for them. I think they lose this game. 
personally. I think they lose this game. And you very... you talked about you talked about how you only think they're gonna win two more games, and I think that's outrageous. And a lot of people actually said said I don't know if anybody came up to you. A lot of people said things to me about that. Two more wins, and I was like, Yeah, well, you know, it sort of makes sense. They're lucky, mm-hmm. they're not as good as their record says. Not two more wins. I think they're gonna win more than two more games, but they're gonna lose on Sunday. And they're gonna lose to the New York Jets at home. Okay. I hope you're right. I, I, I think you're right, but let's move on to the New York Giants. You talked about them. Uh they're they're underdogs at home this week, and they're getting healthier. That's the weird thing to me. You know, we see a lot of these trap games where they'll put, you know, like last week they had the Bengals as one point, two point favorites on the road at Tennessee, who's a first place team and has a great defense and a good running game. And you're like, oh, it's a trap game. You know, everybody's be on the Titans. You take the Bengals. Bengals went out right. Whatever. They cover the spread. To me, this isn't one of those games because the commanders aren't good. Why are you favoring the commanders on the road against a team that's getting healthier? That's my question. I still would probably lean commanders. But G-Men are getting healthy. They're off two losses. I love the messaging coming from the coaching staff. Like, you know what? This is any other week, even though you lost two straight, it's any other week. Let's go. I, I, I don't know how to feel about this game. I just, I'm confident in the Giants. How are you saying the commanders aren't good though? I mean, especially compared to the Giants, they're playing way better football as a late. As of two weeks. Yeah. What like, what what's their, what did they start off? One and four or something like that? If you take the Giants last two weeks out, Okay, they're but, on a run similar to what the commanders were, if not better. Yeah, but and that's you can't take the last two weeks out. Okay, and then the commanders just they beat the Eagles on the road. Right, as of the last of the year. But you comp- you're comparing it. This is my point. Like, yeah, hundred percent. They're on a roll right now. The commanders are on a winning streak. But the Giants were two before they lost to the Lions, and they were on a little bit of a run. So they were playing equal football until about two weeks ago. Well, yeah, the commanders are hotter. They're they're, they're a hot team. Mm-hmm. Else thing comes to an end. I also know that Daniel Jones saves his best football for one o'clock at the commanders. Against oh, it's on the road. No, it's, it's at home. I, I meant to say against the commanders. One o'clock against the commanders. Daniel Jones is literally the best quarterback of all time. He's better than one o'clock Kirk Cousins. I don't know, man. I think I think the commies might give you guys a hard time this Sunday. I think it's gonna be a really close game. I, I don't I don't have a feel yet. I I, I like the I, I think the trap could work. I think it could be a trap. I don't know. I, don't I think, think the, the getting healthier. This game will probably determine whether the Giants make the playoffs or not. If they yes. if they beat them, they'll they'll probably make it in. If they if they don't beat them. Now the they'll be last in their division and they'll have the last wild card spot. You got to worry about, um, or they, they might not even have the last wild card spot. I got to look at the standings, but you got to worry about the Niners or the Seahawks getting in that last spot. Stop! I mean, but stop with the Seahawks and another, that that, that division is done. That division is over. Okay. Geno Smith is finally. Eh, I shouldn't say coming back down to earth, but the team is coming back down to earth. I think they're gonna miss the but, play. Okay, but but. You don't do you not. Are you blinded by your own bias here? There's probably Seahawks fans saying the same crap. Enough with the Giants. They're finally coming back down to earth. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I don't see. I, I don't think the Giants are gonna make the playoffs, and I think Washington's gonna make the playoffs over them. But who's gonna get that last spot? Washington. What do you mean? No, who's gonna be the wild card teams? Washington, Dallas. Dallas. Oh crap! Yeah, Washington has a playoffs. I'm thinking Washington doesn't have a playoff spot. Oh, then maybe the then maybe Seattle because the Giants are gonna the Giants and Commanders are gonna knock each other out. Okay, so the Giants' remaining schedule, like I said before, it's not pretty. It's, yeah, you know what? It's overblown. You know, yeah, oh, the winning percentage is high. Yeah, they play the freaking Eagles twice. They gotta play the e- yeah. Okay, they yeah, gotta they, play like arguably the best the, the best team in the NFC to have to play them twice. Yes, they're playing the San Francisco 49ers. They. <sighs> You'll always be a 49ers meat rider, won't you? That team is going to the Super Bowl. You can't tell me otherwise. All right. I have a lot. Like, if you think about a stock, right? The defense is insane. Think about having a stock. My stock is the San Francisco 49ers getting to the Super Bowl. I have a, I have a nice amount of money on the 49ers getting to the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, Commanders twice, Eagles twice, 
Vikings on the road, and the Colts at home. The Colts, that's, you know. Think about this, though. Think about tough. the Giants. Yeah, 100%. The Giants have seven wins, right? Mm-hmm. If they beat Washington twice, let's just say they beat Washington twice. They're in. They could lose every other game. They go nine and eight, beat Washington twice, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Because Washington or, probably will, you know, like you're saying, won't have the same win total as them. They'll probably win eight games then, Washington. Or they went win nine. They can win nine games. Giants beat them twice. So yeah. They're in. They got the tiebreaker. How about this? Giants beat Washington once, lose to them once, beat the Colts at home. And that last Eagles game, maybe Gardner Minshew starting in Philadelphia because they have a first round bye already clinched. Number one seed, done. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings are their biggest threat, and we're kind of expecting the Vikings to, to come back down to earth here. So, And the, remember, the Vikings have to have a better record than them because they have the tiebreaker. I really want to see the Eagles and the Niners match up in the playoffs, and I have a feeling that they will. Yeah. That'll be a really fun game. Yeah, I, th- I think the 49ers win that game. I mean, that Niners defense is ju- I, I'm it's outrageous. They've given up zero points in the second half in the last four games. And Phillies is not like they're they're not they're not outrageous. They have, Philly has a very good defense. It's just inconsistent. Not feeling that defensive late. Not they at played, all. Yeah, they played like crap against Green Bay. They made Green Bay look like Green Bay of late. Uh, of they uh, made the Green Bay of old. I mean, they, the defense is not at at fault for the Colt game. Uh, they scored a time. I mean, I, I really can't even blame them, I guess, for the commander game. They turned the ball over four times. Uh, the offense yeah. did, but still, you have 30 points of the commanders. Come on. Yeah. Get real. But do I like the Giants? I don't know. I don't know how much I like the Giants' chances. I'm going to be in Atlantic City for that weekend, though. What do you live there now? Wild car weekend. Super wild car weekend in Atlantic City. How about that? What is that? Like f- three times in the last. Couple months. That'll be three times since October. Jesus, you might not that much. I want to check yourself in the Gamblers Anonymous. No, we're fine. It'll be a fun weekend. Uh, do you? All right, right now, gun to your head. Giants made the playoffs or no? After everything I laid out, I, I gave I gave you a. Normally, I would say no. It's just the NFC is so weak. Like I don't. Who else is gonna jump in? You know, it besides it, they got to worry about the Commanders or the Seahawks. You want to know why they're not gonna? Win? You know why they're not gonna make the playoffs? Why? Because that Sunday night in Philadelphia with Gardner Minshew starting will come down for their playoff lives, and they'll lose that game in Philadelphia. <laughs> I've seen the story too many times. Okay, we've got a big rematch this weekend: the Chiefs and the Bengals in Cincinnati. Uh, we had last year in Cincinnati. Jamar Chase took over and beat them in the regular season. And then the AFC championship game was a great one. And the Bengals won in overtime after a bad Patrick Mahomes interception in overtime. Yeah. This is a big game. Feels there's a lot of juice around this game. And there's another game too that has a ton of juice, but I think this one has more because it's a rematch. I don't know. I have no feel on it whatsoever where I'm going to go betting wise, but I'm excited. Uh, this has game of the year vibes written all over it. Um, my feel betting wise, I mean, I haven't gotten a feel for the spread, the over that that's my feel, whatever yeah. the number is. I think this is going to be a shootout. Really? Yeah. Let's yeah. See. I'm laughing because your brother's an idiot. Just read a text message from him. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Let me see. I'm trying to look for the. Let's see. Do I like the on? Do I like the over? Oh, everybody! Everybody likes you. Everybody likes the over. Everybody's on that over. What is it? Fifty-two and a half. Easy. Wow, over. That's a big number. Thirty-four, twenty-eight, thirty-four, thirty-one, something like that in this game. Big number. Yeah. Jamar Chase could be coming back. There was I read this Twitter thread about him. He was like very involved and he like had a little uh I don't know what to call it. I guess like an intervention with himself about this injury. And he wasn't taking he was taking this really slow. He was taking the recovery seriously. He took a week or two with you know from just being away from the facility, being with family, relaxing at home, and finally he's coming back. He's gotten stronger. He says he feels no pain. And he feels good to go, but he doesn't want to rush himself back and cause any further injury. 
So he may play this week. He may not play. Looks like he's going to, but not going to know until game day. Right. And Mix, I think Mixon's good to go, right? You, you, yeah. you, know, you would know Mixon better than I do. He's on your fantasy team. Yeah, they Mixon said he's trending back yeah. to playing. Um, their defense is their defense, and this is why I would not maybe stay away from the over. Their defense is really, really good. Cincinnati, yeah, like they got yeah. a really good defense. They got a couple of guys, a couple of guys up front with the Giants, BJ Hill, DJ Reader. These guys are like beasts for them now. Mm-hmm. You guys are on these terrible giant teams. They're really good. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Trey Hendrickson, Sam right? Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, Sam yeah, Hubbard. They got, yeah, they got a nice line. They got some dogs. Daxton Hill, the safety from Michigan. He's a beast. Oh, he's yeah, he's been a nice surprise. Eli Apple. Nah, play for them? I see, no, that that's where you. He still lost. play for them. He he plays for them still. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Let's um, see. I was just looking at like the lines this week and stuff. Uh, to me, this is a very low total for over under, but the Broncos Ravens thirty nine and a half. I just can't see more than 40 points being scored in this game. Broncos Ravens. Like that's got like, yeah, 20 to 10 and that the max written all over. I actually dangerously like the Broncos this week. Why do you, you always get this with the Broncos. This is not the first time you've done this this year. What? Taking the Broncos? Taking the Broncos. I don't know if I'm going to take them. I've taken them a couple of times. I won with, I think I won. I've won with them. Russell Wilson, the, the stories that come out of that place are actually hysterical. Like now there's like, apparently Ciara had a birthday party and half the team came. That's overblown. Half the team came to a birthday party in the middle of the week. That That's a good, uh, if that's what it was in the middle of the week, that's a good turnout. If, I, if, if my friend's significant other, let's say in mass speak, we are texting me. Middle of the week, I got shit going on. We're having a birthday party. And maybe he's not the, my closest friend in the world. What are the chances that I'm going to stop what I'm doing with my life and go to that birthday party? I'm probably not going. Like, if it was you, yeah, it's different. If it was, like, one of my best friends, yeah, it's different. But, like, so, anybody's best friend on the team. And if you're not close with them and his wife's like, oh, I'm having a birthday party. I'm like, yeah, okay, screw off. Uh, he he just doesn't seem very well liked. I mean, I no, think I, I agree. I don't think point. he I don't think he's well liked either. But I also think a lot of it's overblown. I also think that the fact that Hackett's still the coach is is beyond me. I mean, he, this guy should have been fired a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. If you uh if you took the under in the Broncos games all year, you'd probably be like you are no you're rolling probably. rolling in money right now. I I just looked at their schedule. That number, obviously, the over/under changes every week, but I can't imagine it gets much lower for thirty-nine and a half. I think the lowest number. No one, and against a good offense too, you're at thirty-nine and a half. Yeah, they have in eleven of their games thirty-nine and a half. The over has hit once. It was the Raider game, right? Yeah, every other game is like just gross. 22-16. They got a couple. 16 9, 12 9, that 11 10 win against the Niners in the beginning of the year with the worst football game of all time. No, that was the Colts Broncos was the worst. Well, yeah, that was also horrible. <laughs> that, that was well when they went to overtime and it was like, mm-hmm. please just somebody score to end this game right they now. They almost tied. They, they really came this close to tie. Yeah. My eyes almost started bleeding when I was watching that. It was like, how is the team this bad? Yeah, but I like the Broncos this weekend. That's a, that's a good, smart play. Plus nine and a half. Okay, you 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 uh, you go with that. I may not put it on the card, but on it. All right, I actually don't really disagree. Just because the Ravens have seemed like they can't blow out anybody. Yeah, no, even the Panthers. Like, that game was gross. That game was gross, and last week's game was gross too. Mm-hmm. And by the way, your boy Sam Donald did not look bad at all. No, <laughs> rushing touchdown. Even though he fumbled it, not on my the boy, goal line and picked it up. Not that my boy. Great. Look at Sam. Look at Sam. Good for Sam. I mean, Jesus Christ. They are Get bad. him back. Zach Wilson for Sam. Come on. Would you do it? <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. But just know that if Zach Wilson does not work out, he'll most likely end up in Carolina. Oh, yeah. That's where the quarterbacks go to die. <laughs> that's where quarterbacks that are dead go and die more. Yeah. That, that's what happens. There and Denver. That, that, those are the two places. Uh, Quick. 
Do you think that the that Aaron Rodgers should be benched for Jordan Love? Um, only if they have the intentions of trading him in the offseason. Okay. So you don't think they should just give it a try? If Rodgers is going to come back, then no. Yeah, Rodgers doesn't seem like the guy that would just sit if he doesn't have an injury. Yeah. He's definitely not that guy. No. By the way, um, there's another game quickly. uh, Dolphins at 49ers. I'm excited for that one. I think it's going to be a good one. You know, San Francisco guy. San Francisco's going to win that game. Really glad that that game isn't, or the Chiefs uh, Bengals game isn't a primetime game this week. Yeah. Really Colts. happy. It's Cowboys Colts. That's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. Good thing, that game's, good thing that game's not on the list to, to talk about. Yeah. Matt Ryan just running for his life from Micah Parsons all game is going to be really nice to watch. I'm very excited. Running. He's not going to be able to run. He's just going to be, he's going to get sacked. Yeah. He's just going to lay down. There's going to be no running. No. Um, last thing to wrap up as we got a minute here before Zoom kicks us out. Um, we talked about it before. I have a coach that needs to be hired by this one team. I don't know if I said this yet, but Sean Payton needs to be hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. For these two reasons. Number one, obviously, Justin Herbert. Number two, the Rams are clearly declining. They're going like this no future. Quarterback sucks, making too much money. Defense is old, aging, making too much money. The Rams are not going to be good for a while. The Chargers have the opportunity to steal LA back, take SoFi Stadium over with Sean Payton, and win multiple Super Bowls with Justin Herbert. Wow. That is, that has to happen. If that doesn't happen, I will not be okay. All right, that's enough football. We're going to talk a little baseball, maybe a little college football when we come back. Here we go. We are back. Episode 81 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm Michael Merlo with John Michael Masiri. Great NFL segment. We're back to get to the hot. The hot stove is kind of eating up a little bit. A little bit. Now we've heard a little more rumors the last last few days. And it sounds like, which is very surprising to me, that Aaron Judge is going to be making a free agency decision in the next week at the winter meetings, which are somewhere out west. I think in Vegas. They're in Vegas. Good for them. They get to have a good time over there. And I think it's in Vegas. Don't don't hold me to that. But it's out west. And it's very surprising because I thought Aaron Judge would, would hold out a very long time, let everybody sign, and then he would go. But looks like he's getting the offers that he expected and wants. Um, Where did you see this report? What? That he's expected to make a decision soon? Saw it everywhere. Really? I guess I missed that. You must have missed that. See, look at you, well, non-diehard Yankee fan. Well, no, <laughs> well, my anxiety levels just increased a lot. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure next by by the end of next week, he'll he'll have a new team. New team? Uh, well, team. Sorry, she, she definitely should have said it like that. Because <laughs> I don't Relax. think he's leaving. I don't think he's leaving. I think he's staying. But oh, all right. Well, this was perfect timing because. To calm my anxiety, I just saw a report that the Yankees are trying to trade Josh Donaldson and Aaron Hicks to clear payroll flexibility. Keyword is trying there because I don't know how many teams are going to take them. Come on. You guys, Nimmo's going to be leaving. You need a replacement, Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well just pay Nimmo. Come on. Jesus Christ. Come on. What about third base? You guys wanted Arenado? Take Donaldson. No, we, we really like Eduardo Escobar. He's got his MVP, price. Donaldson. He won the MVP a couple he, years. It wasn't that see, long. See, if this ago. was the Will Pond, that right there, done. Donaldson would have been a match. Yeah, yeah. Um, would have helped you guys out big time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's so tough to tell with Judge. Like, you don't know what is going to make him decide. Um, and we'll probably never know wherever like obviously if he goes to san francisco or he goes to new york we'll never know what made him decide to go to those places um my guess is you know the yankee the 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 giants have said we're not going to be outbid by anybody to get an iron judge the yankees have seemed like they're really willing to you know uh offer him a big contract they offered him eight years 300 million dollars and i'm sure that that's not going to be the final number if he does come back or even will be their final negotiating number. 
Um, the SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. I, I, I think he comes back still, but it's definitely a possibility he doesn't. I mean, I don't even know at this point. You can only hope. Yeah, I think the only thing, well, number one, he's going to go wherever the money is. I don't think that he'll take a cent less to stay in New York or or go to San Francisco. He's pretty, I think he's been pretty clear about that. He's going to take the most money. And I think really? he's upset with, yeah, I don't think he'll take home. You think even, even if like. If it's a million dollars off not, him, I think he goes out there. Really? You think, I think he's I that think the, set on that? I think Cashman pissed him off so much. And by the way, I agreed with the Yankees. I know you didn't. I agreed with what the Yankees and Cashman did the day of uh, the day of opening day, where they announced, you know, what they offered him and what he declined. And I think that pissed him off to no end, and made him almost look like the bad guy, and put even more pressure on him than they already had by not signing a contract before the year started. I think that pissed him off. And I, I don't think he will settle for anything less than what the most money is out there. And I think it'll be the Yankees. I'm, I don't think you have anything to worry about. I don't really know. I get what you're saying, but trust me, like, from the experience that I've had and you know, the RC Yankee fans have had, like, we've been a little frugal in the past in these situations. Now, obviously, we this have different. a very this big payroll, but... um. Even Garrett Cole, I think, you know, we obviously gave him a massive deal, but I think he actually had a higher offer from the Angels. Yeah, and he apparently had a higher AAV offer from the the Dodgers. I don't I don't know. Also, we don't know what Dodgers are offering. We don't we don't know if the Dodgers are involved. So that could get it with Judge. That could get interesting. But I don't think I won't I literally won't watch baseball if he goes to the Dodgers. I think two guys are going to Dodge. We're going to do free agent pr- predictions on our social media accounts. The Dodgers are going to load up this year. They're going to lose something, but they're going to load up. Right. They're losing Turner. Turner's gone. And uh, Bueller won't be back next year, right? Bueller's not back next year. So they. I think they're going to get Verlander, and I think they're going to get Correa. They're just going to build the Astros. Yeah. <sighs> you can't beat them. Nobody can beat them. He might as well just yeah. take them. Yeah. Anywho, what's your? I, I want to hear, uh, like seriously. Well, and then we'll talk about the Grom, which I don't think I have anything to worry about. But like, 50, what is it like 50 50 stays? Because that, that's what it is. That's what John Paul Morosi, who's done a great job covering all this, says it's 50 50 Yankees or Giants. What, where do you think is like 60 40 Yankees, 60 40 Giants, 70 30 Yankees? I think it's definitely, if anything, in the Yankees' favor just because. The guy's been here for so long, and he's had success here, and you know, obviously the fans love him and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, who am I to say? I don't know what's going on with these negotiations and everything like that, and I would have a more clear answer for you if I didn't and you didn't think and everybody else didn't think that he's just going to sign based on money. If he was signing based on team performance and uh, whatever, uh, long-range performance, uh, location, stuff like that, which I'm sure has something to do with it, but then I would have a more clear answer. But if it's just based on money, then I don't know what they're offering him exactly what's going on uh, behind the scenes. So, yeah, I guess 50-50, but I hope we have the right 50. Yeah. Interesting. Excited. I'm very excited. Now, obviously, you have to have a backup plan either way, and I'm sure the Yankees do. Oh, they do. Um, But if Judge leaves... Like, what does this offense look like then? You have to make up for that at least because your offense is what let you down in the playoffs and it has the past couple of years. It's like that needs to improve. Um, I'm, I'm asking the question. This is my question. You you add him, right? All right. Eight years, 320. Let's say that's the number, right? I don't know what that. I'm bad at math. Is that 40 million a year? Yes. So Whatever. All right. Around there. What what are we adding? What is this roster going to look like? Like, okay, you're going to bring back Ben Attendee? Great. Bring back Ben Attendee. You, you know, what are you adding to this team that's going to be so much better than they were last year? 
Are you better than the Astros? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, I, I think mean, they're just, I think the Yankees are stuck and they're forced to be stuck because they have Garrett Cole on it. I don't think Garrett Cole's a problem. They have Giancarlo Stanton's big contract. They're going to have Aaron Judge's big contract because they have no choice to sign him. They have to. You're just stuck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't get out. Well, they can get out, but they're going to have to move a lot of pieces. And I don't know if they're willing to do that. Um, I think the most obvious position that they need to make a splash in, if they are to make a splash on their offense, is left field. Now, that historically and currently isn't the most sexy position in baseball when it comes to hitters. Um, But there are a couple names out there. Um, Whatever the hell that guy's name is from Japan. Yeah, he's pretty good. Whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. that would be a nice gap for them. Now, obviously, it's a big wild card. That guy could turn out to be a superstar or he could be horrible. We don't know. He's plays in another country in a completely different league. Um, but, you know, let's say they re-sign Judge and they and they bring back the roster from last year and they, they get Benintendi back. He's their left fielder. All right, nice gap. But are you really going to run it back with that same team? You got to make some sort of change. What about... Um, Who's your starting shortstop then? It should be Peraza. Why isn't it, it Volpe? Or it could be, yeah, or it could be Volpe. I don't know if they're going to have him be ready yet. Now, Brian Cashman said uh, when he was asked about them, he was talking about Cano and Soriano. He said, you know, guys like them, you know, you they, they, they make you make room for them. You know, they're such good players. They make you make room on the roster. They had to play. They were that talented. Now, I do think Volpe... And a little, maybe a little Peraza, but Volpe especially is a guy like that who's going to force them to make room for them. And I honestly think it's just irresponsible if they go into the season with Glaber Torres and IKF and all these guys are going to be clogging up the middle of the field. And then it's like, all right, well, what do you do when you get to June to July when, you know, these guys are ready to be called up if you were having them, you know, play a couple of months in the minor leagues? You're not going to have Anthony Volpe play another full season in AAA. That'd be ridiculous. Right. But no, also, right. why would you, why would you have Volpe come up and do a uh Peraza, what Peraza did this year, where let's say they do call him up and he has eighty at bats and you don't use him in the playoffs or you haven't played one game? What the hell is the point of that? You you just saw Jeremy Pena play a huge role for the Astros in the World Series run his rookie year. The difference in philosophies to why they're so successful, and they've been more successful than many other franchises for a long, almost five, six years now. So yeah, you're a hundred percent right. What you're saying. I think that the young guys should come up. I don't think there's any downside there. I think Volpe should be starting. I think Peraza should be starting. I think Cabrera should have a role on this team and you're going to have to, I think this is going to be in part of adding the Mets are in a similar situation where they're not going to have the amount of money. They're going to want to spend on other offensive free agents. If they're going to bring back Nimmo and they're going to bring back, the Grom and another starting pitcher. They're going to have to fix the H and other areas within the organization. And it's going to be these younger guys that they've been developing all these years. Beatty, Alvarez, Vientos. The Yankees are going to have to do the same thing. If you're going to improve your, I don't know how much money they're going to have to spend on other guys, but these young kids that have been in the farm system are going to have to step up and, and play a role here. Yeah. You didn't trade them. So you got to use them. Right. Right. And and that's been the Yankees' biggest problem. Not knowing when to trade prospects and holding on to them and them not being as as great as they should. Right. They they waste them sometimes. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to the Mets here who obviously it's definitely uh, downplayed so much compared to, you know, the Yankees and Judge, but Jacob DeGrom is a free agent and it looks as though it is breaking the Mets' way that the Mets are going to sign, sign them. And I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that Jacob DeGrom will be a New York Met. I just don't know how much it'll be, but he will be a Met next year and for the next few years. I don't know what to think of that. What do you mean? You're scared? I don't know. You know what? Look at the alternatives, right? Verlander. Okay, you could sign Verlander to two years, 90 million. All right. But he's got almost the same injury risk that comes with Jacob DeGrom. He just said he just missed, you know, a full year. Yeah. Yeah. He won the Cy Young, but he just pitched a full year. And before that missed a full year. Carlos Rodon has had a huge injury history, bigger than Jacob DeGrom's. Mm -hmm. And you're going to sign him to a five-year contract and he's more unproven than these guys. 
You got that kid, uh, Segna, Segnia from um, Asia. He's good. He looks, I want him, but he's not a guy that can replace the ground. He's a guy that replaces Bassett. Yeah. So when you look at the top of the pitching market, it's like, all right, if I'm going to pay these guys $30, $40 million a year, I might as well just go back to the guy I know. Right. And is when he's on is the best pitcher in the world. So I think that's where the Mets are at. And I'm there's probably an offer on the on the table, and that's why you see the Mets talking to Verlander and and, and Rodon like, buddy, yeah. let's go accept this offer because you're not you, getting anywhere else. What happens to Bassett though? Do you think he comes back also? It depends. I think they want him back, but I, I, I what's the kid? Is it is it Segna Segnia? I'm, I'm blanking Senga, on his name. I think I think it's like what? Kodai Sanga or something. I'm getting them confused. The left fielder. Sa- the... That's the pitcher, Sanga. Kodai Sanga. The Mets love him. So do a bunch of other teams love him. The Mets love him. Could be him. Could be Bassett. I don't know. I don't know what Bassett's market is. I don't know. What does Bassett get? Does he get $25 million a year for three, four years? That's He's an older lot. guy. That's Not many. $20 million? He'll probably, yeah, he'll get. He'll get more. Listen, these guys get a lot of money. Jameson Tyone, they're saying, is going to get what John Gray got last year. He yeah, that like, makes sense. He got like four years, sixty million. That's a that's a good comparison. Yeah. So Bassett's a better pitcher than Tyone is. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look for the. I was reading an article on the Athletic. They were saying the Yankees lineup for next year, like a yeah a projection. Okay, so it's his name is Masataka Yoshida. That's the left fielder. Yeah. So they're saying this. This is the the projected lineup for next year. Yoshida leadoff, then Yankees. Yeah. Then Judge. Sorry, I know we're on the match, but I just, whatever. Uh, then Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, DJ, Glaber, Bader, Peraza, Trevino. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like, I know that's a good lineup. Like, that's obviously not a bad lineup, but there's a lot that could go wrong there, man. Like, Judge isn't going to hit 62 home runs again. He's just not. He's going to be a fantastic player. He'll probably walk a kajillion times next year. He's not going to hit 62 home runs again. Um, Has that ever even happened? Has somebody ever even hit back-to-back 60 home runs? I don't even think Barry Bonds did it. No. He only hit one 60-plus home run season anyways, Bonds. Um, Then you got Rizzo. Been a good hitter his whole career. Aging. Stanton. Had a bad year last year. Also aging. DJ dealing with a lot of injuries, aging, Glaber inconsistent. Don't really know what you're going to get from him. Um, Bader was a nice batter for them this year uh, down the stretch. Obviously, he was great in the playoffs. Great defender. You trust him in your seven spot. Peraza, unproven guy. What about Volpe? What do you do with him? And then Trevino. His offensive production was nice for a little bit. Kind of fell off, but he's just such a fantastic defender that that's all right. I don't know if that lineup, it doesn't scare you the way a Houston Astros lineup scares you or the way uh whoever else lineup scares you. It's not. I don't know if that's a World Series winning lineup. No, you're 100% right. And we don't, listen, we know the randomness of baseball where you don't have to have the most talented lineup in, in starting pitching in the world. You just got to get hot. And... The Yankees haven't gotten hot recently. I mean, the the better team has won the American League, but they haven't gotten hot. They haven't been the team that dethrones the team that is better. No team has gotten hot, per se, in the American League. Nope. And is that lineup going to be able to do that? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I I don't know how true this is. So, Jordan Ronan of ESPN, he's a giant insider. He just put out a video of Odell Beckham coming back into the building at the Quest Diagnostic Center, which is a Giants practice facility. And he's supposed to be in Buffalo. But he's this is posted 16 minutes ago, and it says Odell Beckham Jr. is in the building. And I don't know if it was yesterday. He's posting this a day late or if he's back here today. They got to stop with this whole Odell thing. It's really just getting blown way out of proportion. The guy isn't Jerry Rice in his prime. Can we stop acting like No, he's not. This is, this is LeBron James, the decision. Like it's 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 very irritating. No, it is irritating. But think about it for giant fans that, you know, 
No, but I'm not I, I don't saying feel... the whole Giants fans thing. It's it's it, Cowboys fans are so annoying on Twitter. I keep seeing oh yeah oh some some guy um it wasn't a it, it was a Bills fan literally wrote Odell like a paragraph in his notes app like a like a <laughs> like a like a card that literally started with dear Odell and it was just like romantic message about how he would be so loved and in Buffalo and they gave examples of how they love their players and he would fit right in. And like, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. That's hot. Good for those guys. You know, she put, putting their heart, putting their heart out there. Yeah. All right. Where do you think the Grom goes? Um, he ain't going to the Rays. Definitely not. After they gave, they gave out their biggest free agent contract ever. Three years, $40 million, Zach Eflin. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> They've given out bigger contracts. This is the but... new Rays tradition. They just, like, throw their hat in the ring with a big free agent, but don't actually sign him. Yeah. Um, oh, we got a big, we got a big MLB trade. I think the biggest threat is uh, Texas. And I don't even think they're a threat anymore. I, I just saw I... that trade. That's, eh, that's All right. actually, that's kind of, that's not a the Mariners acquiring Colton Wong from the Brewers for Jesse Winker and Ab- Abraham Toro. Toro's the guy that they traded that reliever for in 2021. Yeah, from Houston. Great. And man. they got, yeah, for that was a big story. Like, oh, the Mariners giving up. The Mariners giving up. He ended up Apparently just changing they, locker rooms, right? He was like, they're yes. playing them that series. And the Mariners loved him, and he went on a tear the rest of the way. I mean, he wasn't that great last year. And Jesse Winker, oh, that guy sucks. I guess they um, don't love him anymore. Yeah, no, they don't. And Colton Wong is a uh, Colton Wong's a Mariner. And we have another MLB. Oh, my God. Look at the MLB go. Right-handed reliever Chris Martin and the Red Sox are in agreement on the two-year, $17.5 million contract. Martin's 36 years old from the Dodgers last year. Okay. Red Sox getting better. Coming, coming for that division. Boston Red Sox. Seems like Rodgers and Fields are both playing on Sunday. Oh, very nice. So that game is more interesting than it would be. Trevor Simeon's out for the year. Rest in peace. That's tough. <sighs> Damn it. I know. That's that's tough for the fantasy team. Everything. That's, that's tough for the, the whole league. It's crushing. Yeah. Um. All right. What else do we have in baseball? Is that it in baseball? I think that is. Yep. College football expanded to a 12-team playoff. Let's go. You know how I personally time. feel about that. Um, well, they did it the right way too with the buys. You don't have to see, you know. Uh, yes, that I do Georgia like. Georgia play Tulane. Right, that is that is something that they did they did do correctly, which I'm okay, I'm okay with this. I mean, look, it's it's more fun. It's more. You're telling me that Alabama Washington game isn't a classic? No, Alabama wins the game by forty. I don't care what year it is. Alabama wins this game by forty. This year, yeah, like like if no, if they were to play, that's like the hypothetical. Yeah, no, Alabama wins that game by three touchdowns. That's the problem. That that's the problem. The SEC teams, the really it, the top SEC teams are the problem. Ten, who who Tennessee play? Yeah, but like you say that, but how do we know that that? Because we've seen it. We see the one verse four. So take the lesser of the f- number four team usually. Is going to be that 12 seed, let's just say. It's a random Pac-12 team or a random ACC team that's getting in against one of those SEC teams that is, you know, Alabama, Tennessee. The final four, if it could, would consist of like three or four SEC teams. Okay, I get your point, but I also think, like, what's the difference? Like, TCU is probably going to get killed by Georgia this year. Like, they're going to – Georgia's probably going to mop the floor with them. Yeah. Michigan-Ohio State, that'll be a good game. But at least by expanding this playoff – now you create a couple more more interesting games, even if the team goes on to advance and gets killed, anyways. No, I'm I'm good with that. I'm you're right. I'm I'm good with it at this point. I was like a, I was part of the you know older crowd that didn't want it, and I you know just kept dying out, and I was like standing there alone, you know, of, of mad, the yeah. of the people that didn't want it. So it's here. It'll be fun. It's more games to watch, and we'll see. Um, this weekend is not like too interesting. I mean, does TCU go down? Does USC go down tonight? I, I don't know, but I'll tell you I, what I'm doing at 10 o'clock tomorrow. What? 
I'm putting my American flag around my back and I'm rooting for the boys. I couldn't tell you. I meant to say this. I couldn't tell you how much I don't care about the World Cup. I, I Soccer is so boring. You're it actually is, a, a, such a useless human being. Soccer is actually the, the worst sport to watch. It hurts. I actually it hurts to watch that sport. So I think the sport, it, it is a little tough. Like that England-US game, obviously 0-0. That's tough to watch. Um, there, there were some exciting points, but you know, it's it's just like you're waiting. It's it's a very stressful sport when you're rooting for somebody. It's like you're just waiting for something to happen. Um, but I envy the whole environment around it. I mean, it's there's nothing else like it. Like the way the the players are celebrated and how much the fans care. It's just it makes it so cool. You, how can you say no? Like, imagine if the Giants were, like, had all these loud-ass chants going on while they're playing the whole game. And I love it. And every Giant fan is a Giant fan for, you know, every year of their life, every football season, they go and they go for the Giants. For the last four years, nobody gave a flying crap about soccer, except the diehard soccer fans here, which is very hard to find. Nobody gives an actual crap about the sport. Until every four years, and I—that's a—that's something just I think personally about me that I can't stand. Where we all come around every like the the what, what, what's the term I'm looking for the, the weather fans? Yeah, I can't stand that. Yeah, like, but it's, hype it's, beast, it's, like, it's oh, all right. Soccer, like nobody's soccer. claiming nobody's claiming we're diehard soccer fans. It pisses just, me off. We're rooting for our country, and listen, maybe it's because I get it as a NASCAR fan. I don't have a lot of people that uh, around me that like the sport. So I'm kind of, I got to defend my sport all the time and it's not popular in this area and whatever. So I get it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think it's, it's cool. Saying the world cup isn't cool is an outrageous statement. You could say, yeah, the sport of soccer is boring. I don't want to watch a Liverpool Chelsea match in the middle of uh, whatever. But um, the World Cup is cool. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's cool. I, but I, just, I don't like the sport. Like, I can't get in on it. I can't watch it. Sorry, I'm betting on it. It's so stupid. Everything it's so stupid. But go USA. I'm not gonna watch a second of that game. I mean, like my 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 eyes will be locked onto. TCU. Um, it's a 10 a.m. game. Just watch the game. The game will be over by the time TCU starts. I hope so. Don't need that cutting into TCU. There's a very outside chance, obviously. But if the U.S. wins, either wins the whole thing, but even if they win tomorrow, which there's not a out, crazy outside chance, or by the time this podcast comes out, the game will probably be over with. Um, I don't want to see you. No, no, no even, if they win, not even listen, like a smile. If they win, then I'll be like, all right, well, like, let's go. Oh, but okay. So now the sport's cool all of a sudden. No, the sport's not cool. You just, just that we have a chance. We have a chance at winning. You, off. you just talked about how Fairweather fans piss you off, and you literally just admitted that you're a Fairweather fan. Yeah, when it comes to soccer, everybody's a Fairweather fan. I'm a Fairweather fan when it comes to the NHL playoffs. Yeah, so am I, right? I'll be, I'll, I make the joke. Oh, I'm a diehard Islanders fan, whatever. But I'm not like hockey's so stupid. Like I get why people like it and it's cool. But like, but I like hockey. Like not I, really I, my thing. But I, maybe I'm not a fair weather hockey fan. Maybe I'm just a casual fan. I turn on the game. I think you just like home. you're. You're one of these people where you you want to be different. No, and, it's not that I'm different. I just and, don't like soccer. No, you I never just, did. You want to prove a point. Like I'm a sports fan. Like. We all like sports for the same reasons, for the camaraderie, for the oh, energy, yeah, yeah. for the rooting for the teams, yeah. and you just want to be different and be like, oh, it's soccer stupid. I will say this. We we went out with our friends two weeks ago for that, that boring, just poke your eyes out and take them out and chuck them somewhere, England-USA game. We went out. We went, we went to the bar. The atmosphere was cool that everybody there was rooting for USA and everything was like, <gasps> and like when they shot a goal, everybody was screaming, even though no goals were scored. That was cool. The atmosphere was cool. Yes. The sport is brutal. I mean, brutal. Brutal. Like, mm-hmm. how, people talk about baseball being boring. Jesus Christ, you sit there and watch that for 90 minutes. But when there is a goal scored, it is kind of sick. 
I mean, Jesus Christ, it's so boring. You know, I went to this like cigar bar thing yesterday with my dad. Yeah. And I literally have not been able to get the taste out of a taste of cigars out of my mouth for the last like 24 hours. That's gross. I brushed my teeth. I gargled with like peroxide. Yeah. I, I've eaten. I've, you know, nothing can get this taste. It just came back. I thought it was gone. I was chewing gum before. Back. Nothing. It's still there. Yep. Well, I wish you luck there. Thank you. And I wish USA luck. I hope they win. I do. I hope they win. Oh, I'm not so, gonna so root sweet. against. I'm not gonna root against my country. Obviously, I want the USA to win. We're the greatest country in the world, and in our sixth best sport, we're still beating the crap out of people. So that just shows how far behind everybody is in the world compared to us because we're the greatest at times. But go USA, go Giants, go Jets. Good luck this weekend with your bets and in fantasy. Fantasy, you better watch out. I'm seven and five. You're six and six. There. Yeah, which is ridiculous. But <laughs> my team is really good. <laughs> yeah, team's great. Yo, maybe you should uh, try picking some 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 wins this weekend and catch up to me in the standings. Oh, I will. I like a lot of games this weekend. It'll be fun. And I, I can take the you. week off this week, and I'll still have a lead. Why don't you do it? Yeah. Do it. Right. Talk, talk. Oh, and I also my friend turned uh, 21 the other day, and he always is uh he's always on me about my picks like every sunday if my picks hit or not he'll text me and be like nice picks this weekend idiot or whatever yeah so i texted him his birthday was on wednesday and i said here's the greatest gift of them all bills minus four so i think i should get a little that was a cheat that was a cheese eater play get a bonus okay yeah cheese eater play you went with the public yeah he did i went with i went was a I went with the sharps yesterday, and I lost. Well, the sharps aren't so sharp. Yeah, they weren't. But guess what? We will uh, be back this weekend. Don't worry. Big weekend. All right. That'll do it. Great episode. We'll talk to you guys next time. Enjoy your weekend. See you.